Welcome back to Cold America. I'm Chris Coleman. It's around 2.30 in the morning. Thursday night, Friday morning. I know it's late. I'm sorry. To be honest, most of the people I know aren't listening to this anyway, so I don't really care. Uh, I want to thank those of you that do actually listen. And I can certainly tell who actually listened last week as... You know, I got the messages and stuff uh, about my grandmother passing and all that. And uh, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate every one of you. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of my friends that always tell me, yeah, man, I always love the show. I listen all the time. And then when they saw my Facebook post out of the funeral, I get texts from them. Oh, man, I had no idea. And I was like, really? And you listen to the podcast every time, huh? All right. Liar. <laughs> it's all right, though. Uh, it's okay. I don't care. Uh, I don't care about a lot right now. This was a long, trying night. That staff that I rave about, that I have talked so good about, uh, a couple of them pushed me tonight. They pushed me. Uh, but it is what it is. You know, uh, we'll handle all that internally. And uh, when you're a young team, and it's a team, uh, then, you know, you're going to have growing pains. You're going to have to, you know, figure it out. And we will. And we'll be all right. We'll be back tomorrow. Open it to. We're getting closer, guys. We're only about 10 days away. Is it 10? I don't know. 9 or 10 from the World Cup. But this show's not going to be about the World Cup. I'm going to do a separate show. That's right. This Sunday night. Because, you know... I don't need to sleep. This Sunday night, after the show, or after we close, I'm going to do a show exclusively about the World Cup. And we're going to break it all down for you. And we're going to tell you about the U.S. team, and we're going to tell you about all the teams and the fans, and all. And we're going to get, we're going to go in depth. We're going to go in depth. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm hyped up for it. I'm, I know I'm the only one in town that is. Uh, you know, my, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. But here today, for today's show, I haven't, I haven't been on here since it ended, but uh, the Astros won the World Series. Does it validate their last World Series? Because we now know, yeah, did they, they cheat? Yes. But we now know some of the other teams were too, including teams they played against in the postseason. Maybe they're just really good. Yeah. Uh, I was happy for Dusty Baker. And uh, Mancini, you know, beating cancer. Mancini comes back from beating cancer, and that's, that's a great story. Yeah, <laughs> wins the World Series. You had uh, the rookie shortstop. You know, he pick, uh, picks up the, a, uh, the ALCS and the World Series MVP. Philly, what a ride, baby. What a ride. You finished third in your division, and you played in the World Series. Game six. I know it's hard to see it right now, but that's a successful year. You fired your manager early in the year, and you played in the World Series. That don't happen a lot. That don't happen a lot. Enjoy the ride. They don't come around every year. I would say unless you're Alabama football, 
But who? You know what? I'm not gonna start with NFL. I gotta start on it. I gotta start on it. I was gonna try and hold back. Okay, we lost to LSU. Uh, first off, terrible, terrible call by Les Miles. Strategic uh, Les Miles. I'm sorry, Brian Kelly, the new Les Miles. Brian Kelly to go for two in overtime on the first possession. It was a bad call. Now, he happened to be in a situation of nobody expected them to win that game. And so did he have anything to lose by going for it? It's not like he was going to get fired for not getting it. No, he really didn't. And he had that freedom to be able to do it. But strategically speaking, was it the right call? Absolutely not. Let me explain why. Alabama had been very bad in the red zone all night long. Even in overtime, if we don't get the pass interference call on third down, we're getting held to a field goal attempt. All right? We had not been good in the red zone all night. That's all overtime is. In the second overtime, it's two-point conversions. That's it. So if you're that confident in that play, you can kick your point after and then run that play, the next play. And if it doesn't work, okay, then you got to stop Alabama. I just, I mean, look, it worked out for him. So, yeah, great call, ballsy call, whatever you want to call it. Strategically, I didn't think it was the right call with the way that had go- that game had gone that night. Now, normally, if you're an underdog team, a team that's so big of an underdog that you would rush the field if you win, classless, tacky, whatever. Um, y'all won a national title in 2019. That wasn't that long ago. And this is the second time you rushed the field. So far, you've been fined half a million dollars. <laughs> what are you doing? Y'all are, y'all are idiots. <clears throat> anyway. So I don't have time to sit and talk about how stupid LSU fans are all night. Because that would take up... I could do a seven-hour podcast on that. By the way, I love you guys. I'll see y'all next year when you come to town. Come drink everything that we have. Anyway, after last weekend, um, 141-77-2 on the season. That's not good enough. I don't like that. I missed some that I knew better. But let's take a look at this week. College football, still going. Still going. Alabama, 17% chance, according to ESPN, of getting into the playoffs. That percentage is going to go up. But I will get to that. Alabama's 53-10-2 all time against Ole Miss. And I know what you're thinking right now. I said 53-10-2 and and you go, but Coleman, that's only 65 games. We played 69 times on the field. That only tells up 65. Yeah, we had to vacate some wins. Let's shut up about it, all right? 53-10-2. Coach Nick Saban, 13-2 against Ole Miss. The Lane Train, 0-3 against Alabama in his time at Oxford. All right. 
Um, none of that means anything about this week, yeah, whatsoever. This week, let me tell you, uh, one of the most fun stats that I found is that Ole Miss has only given up seven sacks all season. They're predominantly a running team, and I, that, that's fourth best in the country. You know, and so that O-line looks like they're giving protection when you look at that, right? Just hearing that stat, seven sacks all year. Wow, that O-line's probably pretty good. And they're a run-first team? Okay. What if I told you Alabama's only given up eight sacks all year? You go, what? Bryce Young's running for his life all day. Yeah, well, Bryce Young's getting away. But eight sacks, that's one in about every 53, 54 pass attempts. That's how often we're throwing the ball. That's not what we'll beat Ole Miss. Alabama needs to ground and pound. Ole Miss's run defense is not good. We need to dominate time of possession. We need to old school Alabama, Mark Ingram style, run the ball. All right? Ole Miss's run defense is not great. Their run offense is good. It's very good. But Alabama's run defense has been very good. I think the tide shows up. I think we play very well. Do we cover 11 and a half? I, I want to believe we do. I want to believe that we do. I think all the stats I'm looking at say that we do. Alabama coming off a loss. She'll hurt all those after Tennessee before a mistake. Um, I think that we bounce back and we get it. I'll tell you, I like the under of 63 and a half. That's my favorite play out of this game, the under of 63 and a half. Because I think both teams are going to run the ball a lot, and we're going to run the clock. All right. Uh, give me Bama to win. Bama to cover. Barely. I'm two and a half stars on Bama covering. I'm four and a half on Bama winning. And I'm around four, four and a half on the under. LSU's playing Arkansas at 11 a.m. before the tide plays. Our LSU is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. That is the most bet game in college football this week. This is getting NFL numbers, guys. NFL numbers, all right? You got to think about how few NFL games there are compared to college. College football does not get the same amount of bets on each game as the NFL. Not even close. It is. LSU minus three and a half is getting that type of action. There are that many people jumping on it. And it makes me love Arkansas. Suey, pig, hog, whatever. Arkansas plus three and a half. Love it. I'm going to take the money line because Arkansas is going to win this game outright. And everybody's going to go, oh, hold on. Alabama's back in the mix. Because now, LSU, if they lose to A&M and Alabama beats Auburn, oh, doctor, they can find themselves in Atlanta and possibly play in to get back into the, into the NCAA playoffs. It's going to give everybody a lot of hope. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to build the hype back up for Auburn. And it's going to be, oh, it's going to be great. Austin P game is going to be better. Auburn's going to be better. And then LSU's going to whip A&M, and, you know, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, can't trust A&M for anything. Jimbo. 
but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. This week, it's all about Arkansas. It's all about Arkansas. It's all about the Crimson Tide. That's what we need. Are there outside shots that even if we don't go to Atlanta, we could get in? Yes. Mathematically, it's possible. We just need a lot of teams to lose at least two games. <laughs> at least. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip. I'm going to tell you all one of my favorite scenarios that I think is actually realistic and could happen. All right? So, Georgia finishes out the table like they should, and they win the SEC, and they're the number one overall. Michigan runs the table. They beat Ohio State. Don't, hey, I think they're better right now. This is probable. This is not possible. This is probable. And they're the number two. All right. Well, who's the number three? Well, it's got to be Tennessee. If they run out, they're, they're just sitting there with one loss. One loss? And your only loss is two Georgia in Athens? Nah. Tennessee's the three. Now, who's the four? Well, uh, the Big 12 always finds a way to mess it up. And look, I got TCU before the season at plus 7,000. Nobody wants to see them in the playoff more than I do. And I don't think it's going to happen. I love their offense. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, the fun scenario that I'm here with, though, is Oregon wins the Pac-12. They run the table. <laughs> their only loss was the first week of the season. And Oregon gets in as number four. Okay. Georgia, Michigan, Tennessee, and Oregon. You think that's a fun one, Coleman? Let me tell you why it's fun. Obviously, Tennessee's loss was to Georgia. Oregon's loss, first week of the season, well, that was to Georgia. Anybody remember Michigan's last loss? It was in the playoffs last year to Georgia. I just think that would be hilarious. I think that would be just the storylines are writing themselves, you know. And uh, I think it would be funny. I mean, in in my scenario of what I want to happen, of course it involves the Crimson Tide of Alabama, but that's fandom. Anyway. Let's move on to some other games as I can sit here and ramble on about possible scenarios to get Alabama in. And, I mean, I'm like, you know, crazy Charlie from uh, um, It's Always Sunny over here with my board, you know, with the lines going everywhere, just crazy. Yeah, uh, we, can, we can do that another day. Vanderbilt against Kentucky. Kentucky's ranked number uh, 24. They're 6-3. Vandy's 3-6. This is, you know, looks like Kentucky's – yeah, it looks like Kentucky should just handle that game, right? Hold on, my friend. 18 points. 18? Too many. Give me Vandy. These teams are closer than you think. Kentucky, 48-24, or 48-42 and 4 all time. That's a four-game lead. Kentucky's won six straight to get a four-game lead on Vandy all time. Give me Vandy and the points, three stars. Missouri, Tennessee. Oh, Missouri. Unless you can get Tennessee to start doing meth that uh, everybody that lives in Missouri's on, then you ain't got this one, buddy. They're four and five. Number five, Tennessee, eight and one. These two teams are five and five against each other all time. That's interesting. 
Tennessee's won uh, three straight to get it to five and five. Well, make it six and five and four straight. Tennessee covers the 20 and a half. Tennessee runs it up big. They're going to try and get themselves back in the playoffs by beating the holy crap out of the Missouri Tigers. Um, number one, Georgia, 19 and six all time against Miss State. I mean, look, Georgia's only played two road games all year. They didn't play great on the road, neither one of them. They're coming off a huge win. It's hard to get up back to back weeks. Ask LSU. That's going to be their excuse when they lose to Arkansas. You know, after that huge game last week, that Bama hangover, you know, we gave it all we had. We just, you know, didn't get back up in time. Spent too much time on Bourbon Street till Tuesday. Yeah, that ain't Kirby Smart and that ain't Georgia. They're a 16-point favorite for a reason. You saw Alabama beat the crap out of out of state. Expect the same. I expect around the same score. 38-42-0, maybe 7 or 10 state scores late. Uh, I think Georgia covers it easily. Um, South Carolina against uh, Florida. South Carolina 6-3, Florida's 5-4. Florida's an 8-point favorite. Florida lost to them last year. Florida's 29-10-3 all-time against South Carolina. You know what? Go Gators. They're at home. This is the Sea Spurrier Bowl, boys. Bat down the hatches. I mean, look, this ain't the, they're not playing for the, the Battle of the Golden Boot like Arkansas LSU that we'll all be up early and paying attention to. That's going to, look, that game's going to be on with the volume at Unique. I'll be opened up by 8 a.m., which feels like it could be any minute from now, but it's like 24, 20, I don't know, 28, 9 hours away. I don't know. Anyway, I'm a lot tired. <sighs> A&M against Auburn. <laughs> Both these teams are three and six. Uh, A&M seven and five. They've uh, against Auburn all time. They've won two straight. They're gonna do it again. Give me A&M three and a half stars to win. Uh, three stars to cover. Uh, I'm gonna go through the rest of these quicker. I'm gonna speed up. I promise. Um, da -da 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 I don't even know what that note means. I'm literally looking at one of my notes, and I'm like, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me jump back to the Alabama game, because I just realized what one of my notes actually means. Uh, penalties are a huge problem for Alabama. This is the most undisciplined Alabama team in the history of Nick Saban. You can blame the refs. Yes, they miss some calls. Yes, they do. I get it. I see it, too. They miss calls all the time in college football. Shut up. All right? Yes, Will Anderson gets held every play, nonstop the entire time. When he gets to the NFL, we're going to go, why couldn't he do that for Bama? Well, because he was getting held every play, and they wouldn't call it because they could literally call it every play. But most of those are our fault, all right? Look in the mirror. Take responsibility for ourselves. This team is undisciplined. 8.7 penalties a game. You know where that ranks you? 129th out of 131. That's on us. That's on us. We have to be better. Anyway. Now, on to inferior conferences. Number 8, USC, 8-1, hosted Colorado, that's 1-8. Uh, that'll be Friday night, I believe. Uh, 
USC is 34 and a half. Sure, that sounds good. I'll take USC. Uh, Notre Dame, 6-3 at 3-6 Navy. Coming on Notre Dame's huge win, 15 and a half. I still like the Irish. I, I don't like it as much. They're coming off the big win, but uh, I still like the Irish. Uh, number 21, Illinois, 7-2, playing 5-4 and four, Purdue. The line six and a half. You can play that if you want. Just give me the under, baby. This Illinois defense. I told you about it. Um, take the under. Indiana's three and six. Ohio State nine and zero. Oh, they're ranked number two in the country. They're a forty point favorite. Everybody's gonna go. Oh, dog. I watched last week. Northwestern get all they wanted. They're not that. They're not as good. Well, did you notice the hurricane force winds and weather they were in? Oh, Northwestern played that too. Yeah. But bad weather hurts the skill team more than it does the physical team. If you're you know, a big dog and you want to grind it down to a slower game, yeah, uh, that's what you want. you want. You want nasty inclement weather where you can't really throw the ball around, and that's what Ohio State does well. This week, better weather, Ohio State blows it out. Ooh, Coleman, you're saying they're going to cover 40. Does that mean you're going to move them up ahead of Michigan? Michigan, 9-0, ranked number three, playing 3-6 three Nebraska, 31-point favorite. Nope, Michigan's going to do the same thing to Nebraska that Ohio State's going to do to Indiana. So, I'm still going to have them with Michigan at two in my poll. Maryland, Penn State, Maryland 6-3, Penn State 7-2, Penn State's 10-point uh, favorite. I'm not a big fan of this game. I don't like it. Mm. I don't have a lot of faith in Penn State. All right, I do like the way they run the ball. I love their freshman back, but <clears throat> I'm, I'm staying away from this game. In fact, this game is the DNT do not touch of the week. Mm. This segment is brought to you by Marlboro Light because it's delicious and it keeps me awake. Louisville is playing Clemson. Not the Pepper won't sponsor me. Maybe Marlboro will. They got plenty of money. Um, Clemson, ranked number 10, 8-1, coming off that loss. Hey, they finally changed quarterbacks. Told you. Go back and listen to the previous shows. Told you they needed to change sooner. But uh, Louisville, 6-3. Clemson's about to woodshed them. They're a sub-point favorite. Clemson's going to come out hot. Clemson all day. And then the people are going to go, oh, maybe Clemson should be back in the talks. No, they shouldn't. Shut up. Boston College is 2-7. NC State 7-2. NC State's a 19-point favorite. Yeah, give me NC State. UCF against Tulane. This is going to be a good game. Uh, UCF, ranked number 22. Tulane, number 17. UCF 7-2, Tulane's 8-1. This game's down in Nolens. Tulane's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Hey, Auburn fans, you're going to hate this. The Gus bus is rolling down at UCF. UCF wins this game. They beat Tulane. <laughs> and y'all get to watch Gus Malzahn continue to celebrate. How much y'all still paying him? Mmm. Take that, you bastards. <laughs> oh, I don't like Gus Malzahn, but I like watching y'all have to eat it. Uh, Washington, ranked number 25. Oregon, ranked number 6. Washington's 7-2. Oregon's 8-1. Look, I told you earlier, 
Oregon. They're going to do this. They're a 13-point favorite. They're going to win. They're going to cover. Bo Nix. You get to watch Bo Nix possibly go to the playoffs. Oh, Auburn. I love it. Mm. Number 19, K-State, 6-3. Baylor, 6-3. Unranked. Baylor's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Ding, 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 ding. What do we do when an unranked team plays a ranked team and the unranked team's favored, especially when they're at home? We drop the hammer, and that's what we're doing on Baylor. Baylor, five-star lock of the week, takes down K-State. Number four, TCU, my golden child, my long shot for the playoffs, sitting at 9-0, and they're going into Texas, Austin, Texas. When Keep Austin Weird is the most accurate slogan of any city ever. Because there's some weird people there. They're 6-3. And, and Texas is a 7-point favorite. First off, I like the over in this game. Because both these teams are going to score a lot. Number two, give me TCU with the points. Sprinkle the money line. They keep the magic alive for another week. It, maybe. I'm not big on it. I'm not big. Two, two and a half stars. Hmm. Three and a half on the spread, two on the money line. All right? Take the over. Number 15, North Carolina. Eight and one. Play at Wake Forest. That's six and three, unranked. Well, what's the lot? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness gracious. Wake Forest is minus four. Well, looky here. You know what we have? Ranked team, unranked team, unranked team favored at home. Boom. Thank you. Wake Forest, minus four. Thank you, Vegas. You're better than the pollsters. Florida State, six and three after their huge win over Miami last week. Syracuse also at six and three after their, well, yeah, they had a good start. They had a good start. This game's up in the dome. I think number 23, Florida State covers the seven points and goes on to win this game. Give me the Knowles. Hey, Mike Norvell, turn it around, buddy. I see you. I see you. Step by step. I, I feel you. It didn't happen as quick as they wanted in Tallahassee, but it's happening. I see you. Hmm. The Stanford Cardinal, that's the color, uh, not the bird, at three and six, are taking on number 13, Utah, another one of Coleman's darlings before the season, that are seven and two. Utah's a 20-point favorite, and that's uh, nowhere close to as high as I thought it would be. I had this around 33. So, give me Utah dropping the hammer on Stanford. Arizona's playing UCLA. Arizona's 3-6. Number 12, UCLA, 8-1. Oh, uh, UCLA, shut up. It's easy. All right, don't overthink it. Now, on to the NFL. All right. Buccaneers are playing the Seahawks. They're at home. They're minus three. Give me the Seahawks. The Buccaneers are getting three because of Tom Brady, and he's old and done. The Bears are hosting the Lions. The Bears are minus three. They found an offense last week. That was nice. They also lost their defense last week. That was terrible. Uh, the Bears are minus three. Uh, Justin Fields ran for more yards in a game than any NFL quarterback ever has. And we still lost. Hmm. But this is the Lions, and so give me the Bears minus the three, but give me the over that 48.5. Dolphins minus three and a half that beat the Bears last week. Take it on the Browns. Give me the Fish at home minus the three and a half. Tighten up, baby, against the Broncos. Are you kidding me? 
Russell Wilson has shown no signs of life. Uh, they they look terrible. There's no way not to take the Titans minus three at home. Feed Derrick Henry all day, all night. Let that monster go. Um, and I really need him in fantasy. Uh, Bills minus three and a half against the Vikings. Ooh, ooh. Bills coming off a loss. Three and a half point favorite. First off, I like the over 43 and a half. Over. Second, I'm going to take the Bills at home. I'm going to take the Bills at home. Giants are minus four and a half at home against the Texans. Giants. Chiefs minus 10 at home against the Jaguars. Chiefs. Coleman, are you picking all home favorites? Hold on. The Saints are playing the Steelers. Saints are at Pittsburgh. And they're a one and a half point favorite. Yep, give me the Saints. Coleman, are you picking all favorites? Hold on. The Raiders minus four and a half at home against the Colts. Give me Sam Ellinger and just Saturday. And the Indianapolis Colts. Don't tell me Peyton Manny's not been breaking down film for Saturday this week. Give me the Colts plus the four and a half. Rams are minus one and a half against the Cardinals. I hate that game. I'm going to go Rams minus one and a half, but I'm not big on it. And then the Mike McCarthy Bowl. The Dallas, he takes his Dallas Cowboys back up to Lambeau Field. That's a small, terrible stadium in the middle of nowhere in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Don't ever go there. It's a bad place full of bad people. Starting with their quarterback, number 12, Aaron Rodgers. Stay away from that, Jack. I'm glad I caught myself. Um, the Cowboys are minus four and a half. Give me the Cowboys all day. Chargers 49ers, 49ers by seven. You never know who's healthy with the Chargers, but it's not going to be the full team. So give me the Niners minus seven. And then Monday Night Football, are you kidding me? The Washington football team, Commanders. What do I call them Redskins? Is that racist now? No, no, whatever. Give me the Eagles. Eagles fly. Minus the 11. Eagles, baby. So there you go. All right. Um, I don't know the date today. Oh, it's around the 11th, 10th, 11th. So we got time. The 22nd will be the uh, All-Star Tournament for T-Town Dart League. And it'll be at the Red Shed. The 29th will be Dart Prom. It'll be here at Unique. Uh, but it'll be played at every ball in the strip. You know, all of them get a piece of it, uh, just like we've always done. So, or we've done the past few seasons. So, it's the host bar. First time I've given it to Unique. Uh, you know, they had three teams in the league, and they've done a lot, and I uh, felt like they earned it. And by they, I mean I. If you got a problem with it, I don't care, because I'm tired of listening to all y'all's complaining. I don't care anymore. Mm. Let's be honest. All of y'all are in it for yourselves. And when y'all come to me to complain, it's only about yourselves. None of y'all really give a crap about me. So why am I listening to y'all? I'm not. I don't care. Mm, I'm down by them. So, there it is. That is my time. Uh, James Green, thank you for everything that you always do. All of y'all, thank you for listening. I do appreciate the ones of you that actually do. I really do. But I gotta tell y'all, I don't do this for y'all. I don't. I do this for me. I love it. I find it therapeutic. Tomorrow evening, I'm going to be on the Tide, uh, Tide Tailgate show with Mick Gillespie and them again. It's live on YouTube uh, tomorrow evening for the Tider Insider uh, on there. And so I'll be, uh, it's live on there and then they play it on the radio in the mornings before the game. Uh, I'll do a segment on there, a pickup segment and everything. 
and you'll hear a lot of the same picks that you know you're getting right here, baby. So Andrew Bone and Mick Gillespie. Uh, I'm sad to say Ben George will not be on there this week. I was hoping Ben would be back. It was great to talk to him last week. Uh, great dude, founder of the show. Uh, great guy. Uh, I know Mick's excited for the World Cup also. So anyway, guys, that's my time. I got to go home. I got to go to bed. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'll leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. And when you get married, which I would have no problem doing, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. Thanks for listening.